I met a man this past summer who was a biopsychologist. He has a PhD. Um, he's written books. He's got another book coming out very soon. He's a world-traveling public speaker. He teaches at seminars all over the place. I think most recently I saw he was in Paris, France. Uh, and yet none of those things were the most interesting thing about this guy to me. To me, the most interesting thing about him is the fact that he's actually a pretty funny stand-up comic. I mean, as a mediocre stand-up comic, I can tell you that the comedy life is not that easy. And I'm not so sure if I had a PhD <laughs> that I would be doing stand-up comedy. I don't think I would. I would like to think maybe I would. I would like to hope that I have that much passion for comedy. But man, a PhD, there's, first of all, you've got a lot of knowledge you can share. But secondly, you've got a lot of debt you probably need to pay back. And so, I don't know, man, comedy's not that lucrative until you've really become one of the top half percent of people. So that very much intrigued me. And I thought, man, if we're going to start this podcast, if we're going to interview comedians in our scene and get to know them and tell the story of Durango comedy through their voice, who better than to start with than a, than a doctor who's doing comedy for some reason? I think it's awesome. Um... This show is the this is the first episode we're doing of this podcast, so I'm excited about that. I hope you guys enjoy. Um, I'm not going to rant much longer, but we do this cold open to start the show. I'll give you a little bit of background about the guest, why we chose that person, and in this case, it's because uh, it's a comedy doctor. Why? How are you going to not talk to him? Uh, Brian King is his name, Dr. Brian King. He was our comic in residence, if you will, here in Durango this past summer. His wife had a contract in town, uh, and so he, they were here for a while. We knew he was leaving, so I decided to interview him while I could. We actually did a show for him at the Henry Strader Theater, uh, where we interviewed him live in front of an audience on the uh, couch at the, on the stage. And so you'll hear that uh, very, very soon. First, I just want to take a quick minute to tell you about some of my background. This is our inaugural episode, so I just wanted to share a little bit about that. My background in radio is in 2006. I started as a marketing consultant with Four Corners Broadcasting, and uh, after a few weeks, went in and started my own sports, uh, sports talk show on an ESPN affiliate they had there. Did that show for a couple of years, produced uh, radio commercials, jingles, things like that. And uh, left radio in 2008, just when podcasting was starting to kind of get going. And uh, boy, over the past 10 years, I, I have not heard the end of it. Every friend that I have is like, dude, you should start a podcast. When are you going to start a podcast? Uh, well, this is it. This is the podcast. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. We're going to have a great time. Sit back and relax. My name is Wes Stein, and this is, for the first time ever, the Comedy Showcase Durango Podcast. Comedy, 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 comedy showcase Durango. Comedy, 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 comedy showcase Durango. My name is Wes, I do comedy. Some funny, some not, so like dramedy. And while other comics might be on top of me, still all these fans, these drinks, they don't buy for me. And in return, I will give them lobotomies. I'll be blowing their minds like a haji. I'll be slinging my jokes like a Kaji. So if you got the coin, I can rock it. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Comedy showcase Durango. Comedy, comedy, comedy. 
Slinging these jokes and mocking these folks and doing my thing on the stage with these folks. They know that I'm woke because my brother thought I joke, so it's making it look like a leg I just broke. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Comedy showcase the Hey, dear listener, I want to take just a second to tell you about the Four Corners Comedy Festival. It's happening in Durango, Colorado on August 22nd through 25th. You don't want to miss it. Trust me. Log on to ComedyShowcaseDurango.com right now, and you can find there your wristbands for VIP access, wristbands for all of the shows at the Henry Schrader Theater. You can also buy individual shows to each individual uh, ticketed show. So you can go see Just Bobcat Goldthwait headlining the community concert hall on Sunday, or you can go to just the VIP reception party at the Pullman Room in the Strader Hotel Thursday afternoon. But do like what I'm going to do and go buy you a wristband so that you can get into all the events. It's only $69. It gets you into everything. There's also a VIP wristband for $99. It gets you into everything plus some. It's a ComedyShowcaseDurango.com. Log on now. Get your tickets and check us out on Facebook, Comedy Showcase Durango. It's the Four Corners Comedy Festival, August 22nd through 25th in beautiful Durango, Colorado. Brought to you by the Henry Strader Theater, the Strader Hotel, the El Rancho Tavern, and us, ComedyShowcaseDurango.com. Hello, is this Dr. Brian King? <laughs> this is. What's up, Wes? How's it going, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Uh, so, you want to be on this podcast? Uh, yeah, I do the podcast. <laughs> good. Good, because it's happening pretty soon. So I was hoping you'd say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it suck if I was like, no, nah, man, I'm not down for that. Comedy <laughs> Showcase Durango Podcast. Have a seat here and we'll chat. Here's a microphone for you, and uh, David's going to bring you some water. Ah, thank you. Am I sweating? Is it, could you tell from the audience? Is that? <laughs> yeah. Loose. Uh, hey, there it is. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I plugged the fan in. I thought that'd be a nice touch. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, guys, give it up one more time for Dr. Brian King. That was really good. Woo! Thank you. Uh, I want to mention really quick uh, a special thanks to our engineer uh, doing audio, uh, Philip Schneider, in the back. Give it up for Philip. He can hear you. We really appreciate it. Uh, to Chrissy at the bar, she's doing a great job. Take care of her tonight for me. Thank you so much. So, Dr. Brian King, hi. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Good. I just read in your book that you like to say hi. That's <laughs> I start my book with hi because I'm a shitty writer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I disagree, actually. Uh, well, from what I'm reading, I, I, I think you're a really good writer, oh, actually. Thank, I appreciate that. Thank um, you. What, 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 this book uh, has a great concept, a great title. What inspired you to write this? You know, somebody offered me money to write a book <laughs> actually it's uh it's interesting so i started doing comedy like 10 years ago or so okay. and uh shortly after that i started uh i was approached to be a public speaker uh and i started doing uh you know people who go to these public these seminars right self-help seminars motivational seminars and stuff mm -hmm. uh you know it, it the guys who were producing these things were like you know you're funny 
and you're a psychologist. That's a winning combination. Let's start doing it. And I said, well, what would I talk about? It's like, I don't know. Think of something. And so over the years, I started thinking about how they say laughter is the best medicine, sure. uh, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I got really into that research and I started, you know, the more I learned about it, the more I realized, you know, that there really are, you know, we say that, we say it all the time because we, you know, we want people to buy tickets to our shows, but we, uh, <laughs> we, uh, the more I got into the research, I found there's really some legit uh, benefit uh, to laughing, you know, wow. and so and uh, and there's some books out there that cover similar subject matter. None of them written by comedians and almost all of them are boring, sure. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is weird to me that you can write a boring book about laughter. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. this one book, I'm not going to mention the title because, you know, uh, yeah. but there's uh, it even starts out by saying this is not a funny book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you a bunch of jokes. Wow. You know, this is all serious research is a serious subject. I'm like, bitch, it could be serious and funny. Sure, uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> so that's and where my book came from. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I can I can retain it better if it's readable and funny. And of course, I was a professor for a little while. And uh, the only you know, the, the thing that my students would always comment on was that I was funny. I made learning fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's the that's the the basis of the book. That's mm -hmm. great. That's awesome. So uh, your your degree and your your study when you talk about the research, because you're not just a regular like you don't do like armchair psychology or uh, couch psychology, right? You're a mm -hmm. bio biopsychologist. Yeah, yeah. No, so the word psychologist is confusing to, to some people that aren't in you know in the in the field. Sure. Uh, I, I I was a, a guy who studied the brain, researched the brain, and then taught about it in, in universities. You know, I, uh -huh. uh, I I I don't have the patience to listen to people bitch uh, about their. <laughs> brain. You know what I mean, like yeah. as I, to do therapy is to just be able to go uh huh uh huh okay that'll be ninety bucks. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's tough. <laughs> Uh, and so uh, I was a different kind of psychologist. Sure. Know? And this is the first couch I've been on uh, in this capacity. <laughs> I kind of feel like taking a nap and letting you just kind of do therapy on yeah, me. Yeah, me too. That'd be that'd nice. That'd be sweet. <laughs> if you join me in this couch too, because I've been on the road for a while. <laughs> I'm just saying. Get a it ain't, it, over it ain't gay if it happens out of town. Uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. What happens in Durango. <laughs> that's right. I love it. This uh, is the Vegas of the Four Corners, whatever that means. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll say that. <laughs> sure to hell, sure to hell ain't Cortez. You know? All right. <laughs> yeah. You groaning? Because I said Cortez is not the Vegas of the Four Corners. Is that really? <laughs> is that really a groanable statement? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been to the Four Corners Monument, crowd. actually. That Four Corners Monument is not a nice place. It's just a boring, yeah. it's just a man-made. They're like, hey, come look at this arbitrary marker yeah. we put in the middle of well, the Well, you earth. know what's funny about that Four Corners Monument? It's not even on the Four Corners. Oh, it's is that like, right? Yeah, they're like, they're like 50 yards off. Uh, if you look at Google Maps, you'll see the uh, the lines as they cross and then like look to the south in Arizona. <laughs> there's the monument. I got you. Know? Well, it's <laughs> a, it's a, it was a government job, so I'm sure they didn't get it great. I was really just surprised there was no weed dealer uh, on the <laughs> On the Colorado side of it, you know, yeah, just handing it over. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, if, if if you're if there's if there's an entrepreneur, you know, enterprising Coloradan weed dealer, you should be like have a booth at the four right there at the state line. Yeah. Uh, you know, I came across from Moab, you uh -huh. know, and I had to. I it wasn't until I got to Cortez where I saw a dispensary. That's oh, yeah. a good like you know what 30, 40 miles or so. That's right. uh, you can't uh, you know partake. <laughs> no. Right. I feel like there's a lot of desperate Utahns, you know, that could just use it. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's the thing about your state, man, is like, you know, all the, the conservative states around you, they come here to party. I guess it is the Vegas of the Four Corners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, it's funny. You know, we have seen an uptick in, uh, I guess, like ag agro tourism, you know, cannabis tourism. Yeah. But it's not it's not like 
new people are coming. I think people are just enjoying themselves more while they're here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but it is fun because you see, like when I when I'm in a dispensary, um, it's always like an RV driving like retired couple and yeah. they're buying their weed. You know, it's like the coolest stocking thing up. ever. Yeah, stocking <laughs> up for that trip trip back to Oklahoma City. Yeah, uh, I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love it. So uh, your wife is working in Durango, so you're just here for the summer, right? Yeah. So I I'm actually I'm a psychologist, but she's a therapist. <laughs> right. <know>? So <laughs> she pays she, the bills. <laughs> yeah. I'm a stay at home dad, by the way. Oh, right. Nice. Technically speaking, I'll give you know, that up I don't for really stay at home dads. I like you. that. You That's know, it's good. funny. People ask me how I got that job. I say, well, I went to the interview, nailed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <so> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I just, yes. Yeah, but the, uh, no, I'm a stay-at-home stay dad. Uh, we, me and my partner, we take turns. We, uh, she'll take a contract for a little while, and I'll pay, take care of the baby. And then we go on tour with my work while she takes care of the baby, you ah. know? So we're here on her contract, and this is up uh, in a few more weeks. And then we're going to Europe. Uh, nice. to do some comedy gigs for me. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for that. Dude, are you from Europe? Uh, These guys are just fans of Europe. <laughs> I They're know. Like, I asked them where they were from earlier. didn't say anything, uh, except for somebody said Idaho. I um, know. Missouri? Did I hear some Missouri? Yeah, or something. Something. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to Europe for a little while. That's and great. then we're going to come back, and I have this massive tour of the United States, which is going to go, like, like, three months. Uh, so I've had a couple of months home with the baby, and then it's going to be Sarah's turn, you know, while we're traveling. Now, she's when I say home with the baby, she's they're still on tour with me. You know, that's a nice thing I, about my life that I absolutely love is that I don't have to, like, leave my family. I take yeah. them with me. Uh, yeah. And that's super cool. Oh, that's know? so cool. That's so cool. Um, so so when you're when you're going on this tour after. So in Europe, you're going to do some comedy gigs in London, different yeah. places. But then after that, the tour you do multiple cities. Uh, this is more for like speaking engagements, right? It's speaking. It's uh, so it, it's a it's my brand of sort of humorous uh, public speaking. Sure. You know, I do these seminars. Uh, about how to reduce stress, how to live healthier, you know. I'm a model of physical <laughs> health, let me tell you. <laughs> but I am a pretty good model of mental health and emotional health, yeah. you know. And, uh, and so that's what this book is all about. The, uh, you know, Laughing Cure is all about, you know, how, to, how laughter can help your mental health and uh, also do some things physically about you. Uh, I have a new book coming out in October. It's called The Art of Taking It Easy. Oh, uh, nice. Which I'm super excited about, actually. And and this stage in your podcast, this is like the first official media I've done oh, wow, great. for The Art of Taking It Easy. So you've scooped it. You heard it, it here. Yeah, right. yeah. It, uh, it comes out in October, and I'm super excited about it because uh, it, touch, it, it expands on themes that I touch in this book, but way more. Uh, it's all about how to handle stress and stress-related, uh, you know, how to minimize stress-related conditions, you know. And, and, of course, it's funny, you know. I mean, I, I can't do an unfunny book, sure, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. And I'm going to take that on the road with me. And we're hitting a whole bunch of states, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama. They just added Louisiana to my score, to my tour, which is awesome because it ends in New Orleans. Hmm. And you better believe I'm <laughs> staying in New Orleans for a while. Yeah, <laughs> that's know? great. Yeah, so wow, cool. It'll be cool. Cool. So, um, so, so uh, where was I at on the – so the speaking engagements um, – you get feedback from people. I imagine like people will come up to you after some of those and really give you some cool feedback yeah, about how yeah. that how your lecture maybe helps them. What, yeah. what kind of stuff do you hear? You know, I get I actually get really good feedback all the time. Uh, Life changing stuff, really. Uh, but I will say that the most 
most memorable piece of feedback I ever got, and this is what motivated uh, my first book, was uh, as a, not at a seminar, but at a comedy show. Uh, I was doing this comedy show, and I tell this story in The Art of Taking It Easy, the next book that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing a comedy show in Cocoa Beach, Florida. There's a great club there, and uh, there's a, a big, huge military base right next to the club, and or not next to the club, next to the city. Okay. You know? And so... Uh, I was doing my show, and uh, I was killing it. I mean, I was just, you know, I mean, it was, you know, a little bit better attended than, (laughs) 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 but I was doing, I was having a really good time. You know, it was awesome. And I, and I, and I got off stage and you know how we greet people after the show, you know, and say hi and stuff. I was doing that. This guy comes up to me. He's obviously, you know, he's got the GI haircut. He's really buff, you know, and, uh, and he looks at me, he's got this real earnest look in his face he's like you know he's like takes my hand to shake it and he's like shaking it and he's got this really powerful manly grip <laughs> and i'm just such a puss uh you know <laughs> and and he's just like you know i just want to tell you comedy showcase the podcast hey dear listener i want to interrupt the interview for just a second to tell you about the four corners comedy festival it's happening in beautiful durango colorado august 22nd through 25th you know dr brian king applied for the festival he was accepted and then he got booked in Europe, so he won't be there. But you know who will be? Bobcat Goldwaite. That's right. Bobcat is the festival headliner this year. He'll be performing Sunday night only, August 25th, at the Community Concert Hall at Fort Lewis College. Those tickets are available at DurangoConcerts.com. But there's so much more comedy all weekend long, starting on Thursday with the reception party at the Strader Hotel, running uh, shows at the Strader Theater all weekend long. You can buy passes for all those shows at Comedy Showcase. Durango.com. Visit ComedyShowcaseDurango.com today and find out which ticket package works best for you. The Strader Hotel is also offering discounted room deals. If you are coming to the festival, you can stay at the beautiful Strader Hotel for a discounted rate. Just let them know at the front desk what you're doing there. Tell them Four Corners Comedy Festival sent you and they will hook you up with a sweet, sweet deal. Hope to see you out this weekend, August 22nd through 25th. ComedyShowcaseDurango.com. Now let's get back to the show. Uh, I suffer from PTSD. uh, And uh, today I was having like just a horrible, horrible episode. You know, it was really tough. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I was just walking around aimlessly. I I didn't even know there was a comedy club in this town. I I saw the show. I came in, didn't know who anything. And I got to tell you, you made me laugh so hard. I feel completely better. Wow. and I, that, that touched me so much, you know what I mean? And that's that so was cool. that was sort of like the whole thing. Well, yeah, oh, thank you, thank you. That's great. That uh, that sort of feedback you just don't get as a psychologist, <laughs> <laughs> you know? You really don't, you know what I mean? Like, because uh, you, you, you just don't. And so uh, uh, that was like, wow, it was powerful. And I started researching why, you know, uh, uh, humor, if, if it really does have this sort of benefit, this legit, you know, benefit on us. And, yeah. and that was kind of what spurred my interest in writing. That's um, so cool. Um, but yeah, it was neat. You know, in, in the times we're living in, I've noticed there's so much divisiveness and like That's everybody's. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. And so w- I, I'm, I'm really uh, I've, I've noticed how comedy has this way. It can be such a, a sword, double edged sword for uh, bringing a room together. And you can also divide like if you do yeah. too much political stuff, like half the crowd goes. So. How, what are some of the ways that comedy and laughter do you think we could, could use it as a tool to sort of help heal the, the nation right. right now? Well, so th- the, the big thing, though, is that everybody just needs to 
fucking relax <laughs> <laughs> and learn how to take it easy. <laughs> yeah. That's the title. Uh, no, uh, but that's, that, that really is it. Uh, people get too serious and they get too high strung. And, you know, people have always done that, uh, but they've done it in a vacuum. They did, they did it before we had worldwide access to information right. immediately, you know, yeah. where you could comment on a tweet. And, you know, and, sure. and you can say, I mean, we, everybody says something stupid once in a while, you know, but when the thing you said stupid is the reason that you can no longer host the Oscars. You know, that's, yeah. that's a problem. You know, that's a big yeah. problem. Or when millions of people instantly know about yeah. it versus back in the day and, when you could kind of. And it's not the thing that you said that lost you the gig. It's like everybody getting uptight and stress, you right. know, regardless of what side of the coin people fall on, you know. Uh, it's just people get are, are getting really uh, uh, overly focused on whatever they dislike, you know. And, yeah. And uh, and so, you know, I, I remember the last election was very divisive. Uh, you know, I don't do political humor sure. because I try really hard not to. You yeah. know, anytime you mention anything political, you lose half your audience. Yeah. You know? Unless you're famous and like people know who you are before they show up. Sure. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I know like Ron White. You know, he could show he does a show. He does something political. Everybody's with him. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? They, sure. they, but I do. You know, so I don't do political humor. And I. During the election, I mentioned the name Trump once in my act. It wasn't even a Trump joke. Uh, I'll tell you the joke. Uh, so, <laughs> please. <laughs> it was uh, uh, I was on the I was on the bus once, and this guy comes up to me. Uh, yeah, this is Australia. I was in Australia uh, when this happened, and this guy's like, uh, "Yeah, what do you think of these Trump supporters, mate?" I was like, I don't know. I don't really have a, an opinion either way. He's like, oh, you know, I think they could suck my dick. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, really? Are they good at it? <laughs> they, uh, that's a the stereotype I hadn't heard before. Uh, you know, should start going to some different rallies. You know, that was it, right? <laughs> right, right. The joke is not about Trump. It's not, you know what I mean? It's sure. not anti-anything. Uh, and yet, that was such a divisive joke. I, I did it. A few, I was in Australia, so I did the joke a few times while I was in Australia. It went great. Came back to the United States. And a couple of rooms I worked where it's like a young liberal kind of, uh, you know, college crowd, you know, sure. they, they, they were on board, you know, they thought it was hilarious because Trump supporters can suck my dick, you know. Right. Then I went to a uh, West Palm Beach, <laughs> uh, Florida, and I, was, I did that same joke. The minute I said Trump, the entire audience just turned on me. Wow. Uh, you know, I was like, oh, he's going to say something negative about you know, I, I didn't, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a, these trigger words, and that's what they yeah. are. Uh, you say, a, it's like, you know, you say a certain word, and, and suddenly it inspires ang anxiety and anger and all sorts of negative emotions, and you just need to lighten up, and if everybody would just lighten up, yeah. uh, you know, we'd have a lot less terrible things happening, <laughs> yeah. you know? It really. Yeah, and you touched on something I want to circle back to, because there's this idea that um, people <laughs> connect <laughs> and relate on on something negative like we all agree to hate the same thing yeah but but like it's better to uh agree on something positive right like we exactly. all enjoy this or we all like this um i mean like coming to a comedy show if everybody's laughing at the same time it's really interesting oh, it's, it's kind of like yeah. church or yeah, something it's no, like it's, it's spiritual it really is yeah I'm, you know they, they there's research out there that shows you're 30 times more likely to laugh in the presence of other people no, uh, right. You know, which is why, like, you, you, you should, if you go see it, like, if you go see a movie, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you save your money on the dramas and, like, rent those and watch them at home, you know. But if you're going to watch a co comedy, see it in a theater with other people because uh, it seems funnier that way, you yeah. know. And if you go to a comedy,
comedy show. You know, one of the things that we that we try to do is we try to make sure you guys are all sitting kind of close. You know, if everybody's spread out, you don't really know people are laughing. You know, you don't hear the other people uh, processing it that way. Yeah. Is it's, uh, laughter is a social behavior, uh, and you know, it's like you know, it's like drinking. It's no no fun to do it by yourself. Sure. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will tonight. Uh, but <laughs> so is so is the onset of Netflix and the phones and all that. Do you think of that is part of the problem of like people are going into like a more isolated yeah. uh, thing? It could. I mean, I agree. again, you know, if I I'm a psychologist, so I always have to I always have to preface my opinion by saying like it's just my opinion. I haven't done research sure. on this. You know. <laughs> yeah. Stupid academia. Because you know somebody's gonna listen to this podcast. I'm like ah, take this co- quote out of context. <laughs> sure. Next thing you know, I'm being me too because of this conversation. <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> like Dr. Brian King, blah blah blah. Uh, yeah. We'll fact check it. Yeah. I, 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 you know, in my opinion, I just see like with my kids, um, you know, it's so much different than when I was a kid. But I don't want to judge them because like we were different than our parents, yeah, you know. But yeah. it's like it does seem a little bit isolating that they're yeah. just constantly. I think it is. I really do. I mean, I watch. I'll, I'll tell you, I watch a lot of comedy on home at home. You know, like I'm taking care of my kid. I got nothing else to do. It's either it's yeah. either watch Netflix or uh, Puppy Dog Pals. You know, what I mean, <laughs> like Puppy, oh. Puppy. I'm like, can't Daddy just watch Netflix? Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, but it, it, the my feed is so terrible too. It's a one. It's like here's a terrible, awful movie. Here's a cutesy thing about dogs. Here's a terrible, <laughs> awful movie. But I uh, no, it's I, I watch a lot of comedy at home, and I'll be honest with you, I, I rarely laugh out loud. Yeah. Uh, because I'm consuming it, I'll think to myself, oh, yeah, that's funny. You know, it, yep. that's 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 that, that, that's clever. You know, but it doesn't make me laugh out loud. And uh, because I'm here, and because we mentioned the book, I'll share this with uh, everybody in your audience and anybody who listens on your podcast. Yeah. Laugh out loud. Uh, the all of the physical yeah. benefits associated with humor are from the physical benef- uh, behavior of laughter. Is that right? Uh, when you laugh, your uh, 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 your stress hormones go down. Uh, your cortisol <laughs> levels just start dropping. Your blood sugar goes down. Your blood pressure goes down. All of these things are related to physically laughing. Wow. You know, if you if you, oh if you just process something, oh yeah, that's funny. You know, like you're flipping through the New Yorker and it's like, eh. I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not that doesn't have uh, the benefit. You know, it's the laughter. And because of this, this is kind of I'm so going on a tangent and you guys can tell us to shut up anytime. Uh, <laughs> but no, there, there's like organizations to get together where people do nothing but just laugh together. Is that right? They're called laughter clubs. Uh, you know, they, they they get together for the therapeutic benefit of laughter, which I think is, you know, just go to a comedy show. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But some people, some people will sit in the audience and not laugh, like most of the people tonight. Um, <laughs> but but they, they, it, laughter, it's yeah. the physical act of laughter. And, and, and I don't do it when I'm watching comedy by myself at home. You know, I just, I rarely, rarely will chuckle yeah. out loud. You know? Yeah, okay, so t- give me some insight on this, because I've always been curious, like these cool videos where it's like a subway car or whatever, and like somebody starts laughing out of the blue, and before you know it, like the whole train Chain car. reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. is it about laughter that's it's so contagious? Social. It's social. It really is. Uh, you know, because uh, that's the thing is like when you when you get the cue that somebody else finds it funny, your own brain is gonna be like, yeah, oh yeah, that is funny, and it's amplified. Yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. So uh, you know, human beings aren't the only animal that laughs. No. Uh, we're not. Uh, it, it's something that it's a behavior that has uh, an, an adaptive purpose. It's evolutionary. Uh, chimpanzees laugh. 
they laugh all the time. They laugh. Uh, yeah. They make themselves laugh. They they tell each other jokes. I mean, they're stupid chimpanzee jokes. Uh, <laughs> you know, like they would never make like, it. Like what's a chimpanzee <laughs> joke? I want to. <laughs> a chimpanzee's never gonna play the straighter. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but no, they'll, they'll do things, they'll do goofy things to, to get the others to laugh. You know, wow. like uh, one will pick up a stick and start banging it, and he might bang himself in the head with the <laughs> stick, you know. And, and, and he's doing it to inspire laughter in the others. Uh, wow. uh, chimpanzees laugh, dogs and cats laugh. Uh, they both have been uh, uh, verified in laboratory settings as laughing, which I, dogs I understand. I'm a dog person, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I know dogs laugh. Dogs are the best. Cats uh, I don't believe. Uh, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> fuck cats, uh, really. <laughs> you know, you know the, the thing about cats is, uh, okay, you, you cat people, let me tell you, your cats do laugh, but they laugh in a sadistic way. Uh, <laughs> cats laugh when they're toying with prey. <laughs> you know, when they're batting around their little toy and stuff, it's like, that's when they're laughing. It's sadistic laughter. Uh, when do dogs laugh when they're playing, uh, which is because dogs are amazing. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can't hear it. Human beings, we can't hear that laughter because it's, it's inaudible to us. It's at a different level of, of uh, sound. But we have instruments that can record it uh, and measure it. And that's pretty awesome, that's you so know. Cool. So what that means is, like, the reason why I'm sharing this with you and, and your audience today is that laughter is important. Uh, it, it it evolved as a behavior in other animals, and the 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 uh, the what we think the, the the importance of the behavior is for social cohesion. You know, sure. Dogs, cats. Uh, what was the other one I said? Chimpanzees yeah. and human beings. We're all social animals. We d depend on each other to survive. You know. Yeah. Uh, you don't see birds laughing. Nobody's accusing birds of laughing or reptiles or, or you know what I mean, or, or bugs, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, we, we depend on each other, and that laughter helps us uh, to bond as a society. That's so cool, man. That's so cool. Like uh, chimpanzee col uh, groups, you know, uh, they have that such a uh, intricate social structure. Yeah. And so I can see how uh, the laughter sort of eases the tension. Yeah, yeah, like it, absolutely. That's, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's yeah. really cool. Um, what are some of the other interests you have besides comedy and psychology? I'm like, I don't actually. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a writer that doesn't read. How's that? Sad as that. Uh, and people will say to me when they buy my book, they'll be like, you know, I don't read. I'm like, good, neither do I. You'll love it. <laughs> I, got, I got no attention span. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I I love traveling for every reason, not just to perform, but, you know, I uh, travel is a big uh, part of my life. My partner and I, our daughter uh, went to all 50 states before she turned one years old. Wow. Uh, she uh, and she went she celebrated her first birthday in uh, Hawaii because uh, we're like, that's the uh, if you're going to end on a state, you know, that's, <laughs> that's going to be Hawaii. Yeah, uh, I, I love traveling. Uh, I'm a photographer. You know, that started uh, a long time ago and I, I just kind of. I uh, was fascinated with photography, and so I, and now I, it's mostly travel photography because that's what I do, you know, yeah. but I used to do all kinds of other interesting things with photography. Uh, you know, I, I have this weird, and, and I'm just going to mention this because you asked, I have this weird side career as a Bloody Mary uh, uh, 
expert. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yeah. This, uh, and this, this is a weird thing. I actually wrote a book about Bloody Marys. It's a guidebook. If, anybody's, wow. uh, if anybody likes Bloody Marys, I do have like a copy of that one in my hand. And I normally <laughs> don't tour with this book, but I just did a Bloody Mary festival in Atlanta, Georgia, and I had a couple left over. Uh, they, they, they call me to judge Bloody Mary festivals. There's a festival uh, for everything. Yeah. I've done San Francisco, <laughs> New York, Minnesota, Wisconsin, New Orleans. Uh, you know, I've, I've done Bloody Mary festivals all over the country. Wow. I'm so sick of drinking Bloody Marys. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, it all started with social media. I was I was on tour once, and I, I went to this bar, and they gave me a really interesting Bloody Mary. I took a picture of it. Boom, put it. You know, they, it it got more attention than anything I've ever done in comedy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and so I was like, ah, oh, maybe there's something to this. You know? Yeah, you, sure. You, you give people what they want, and so I start I, I started traveling and looking specifically for interesting, cool Bloody Marys. You know, it's a drink that has a different recipe everywhere you go you know yeah people personalize it and stuff and so uh so this became like a five or six year long thing uh on the road everywhere i'd travel look for bloody mary's and that led to the bloody mary book uh which also gets me to these uh these other gigs where i'm like the judge you know <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so great, oh, man. it's the stupidest thing i mean like i mean it's fun right like people like bloody mary's but when I describe it to people, I just sound like a like a tard. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I drink a lot. You know what I no, mean? It's, like, just, it's like there's chili cook-offs and stuff. I'd much rather drink a bunch of Bloody Marys than eat a bunch of chili. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And, you know, I, I, now I don't drink much anymore. I stopped drinking when my uh, kid was – well, I stopped yeah. drinking when my partner got pregnant because she stopped drinking sure. and I, it was just really pathetic drinking by myself you know? <laughs> like like hey baby you know I, it does, I had a designated driver but it's still this is not fun you know yeah so i cut back i haven't i'm not like officially dry or you know but i, I cut back quite a bit yeah. i don't do the bloody marys anymore and uh and i barely ever drink nowadays i'm a i'm a cheap date uh <laughs> <so> <laughs> You you put a you put a beer in me. Uh, I'll, I'll pretty much do anything you want, hand, mouth, whatever. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the this is the book, by the way. He's got some on the table back there. I really really encourage you guys to. Uh, I know you bought a ticket to get in here. We really appreciate that. Help Brian out and, and take one of his books home because uh, I know you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, it's a I great will read say in the this. car. 100% of all the proceeds of that book go to keep a little white girl alive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, give it up for Dr. Brian King, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. It's 930. We want to get you guys out of here. Uh, I want to give a special uh, big, big thank you to, to you for doing this. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, it was a little bit of short notice. Uh, we, we're going to do more of these here at the Strader. If you guys are visiting, thank you so much for coming down. Uh, uh, thank you so much to Callie for performing and, uh, and Philip for doing our sound. Uh, and everybody, uh, you guys really, we so appreciate you supporting local comedy and coming out and helping us do this. Uh, give it up one more time for Dr. Brian King. Thank you. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Comedy Showcase Durango Comedy, comedy, comedy Comedy Showcase Durango My name is Wes, I do comedy Well, we did it, dear listener The first episode is in the books Thank you so much for listening I want to tell you one last time About the Four Corners Comedy Festival It starts Thursday, August 22nd Runs through Sunday, August 25th 
You can get VIP access, wristbands, tickets at ComedyShowcaseDurango.com. You can also check the Facebook page, Comedy Showcase Durango. We also have a page, Four Corners Comedy Festival. Over 60 comedians coming to town from all over the country. We have multiple venues. We have sponsors. We have food. We have drinks. It's going to be a great time. Don't miss it. Log on to ComedyShowcaseDurango.com today. Find out which ticket package works best for you and buy it. Can't wait to see you out there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. I'm Wes Stein, and this has been the Comedy Showcase Durango Podcast.